Hello, this is Open Ended, a podcast where no topics are truly off limits, and I'm your host, Callie Wiesner. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, I hope you all are having a great day. It's Callie again, I'm back. I hope you liked that little intro. I'm so excited because this is actually the first episode of Open Ended. I have been wanting to start a podcast for a really long time, so I'm really glad I can finally start one. This is honestly, I'm so excited because I feel like just the act of talking to people and talking things out, even if you're by yourself, really helps therapeutically to just get your thoughts out and almost clear your mind. Um, I'm Today's topic is one that I'm actually very excited about. It's Today we're basically talking about being a teen in high school during COVID and what my experience have been with virtual or distance learning and I will say that it's not ideal and I've found people that either love distance learning or hate it. At least for me, I I have to say I do not like it a lot at all. I would almost go to say I hate it. I know hate's a strong word, but I really don't like it. Um, the only, I would say, redeeming thing about distance learning is that it gives me just more time and I can really go at my own pace for things, um, for different assignments and like lessons and things like that because at least through my school, on Monday we don't really have class. We have like one, people call it tutorial or advisory, and that's just one 30 minute block. Um, and then Tuesday through Friday we have half days. So that is super nice. I love having that extra time to just focus on other things. However, I will say that a lot of the material that teachers have to learn is, or that students have to learn rather, is up to the students to teach themselves. It's a lot of self-teaching, especially in those, because for me at least, I'm taking four AP classes, which I know is a lot. I'm kind of stressed pretty much. It comes in waves, at least for me. But especially in those AP classes, there's a lot more work that has to be done. And it isn't always easy work. There is sometimes where it is busy work, at least with like worksheets and like finding out information, infographics and stuff. We have a lot of that, but it's sometimes like writing essays or analyzing a document or, you know, doing a simulation that is on the computer, obviously, because distance learning. It's a lot of those type of things where you actually need to think about it, which I think is easy and difficult at the same time because you can't obviously like look up the answers, see if you got it right, all of those things. It's super easy to cheat in distance learning. Um, but at the same time, it you are on your computer all the time because not only is are your classes on the computer, but all the homework you do is on the computer. And at least for me, I am really prone to getting like screen time headaches, which for me, I they're pretty bad and they usually happen at night, obviously, because I've been on my computer the whole day. But what I found is this is a little tip for anyone doing distance learning, blue light glasses. Oh my gosh, I'm just oh, so excited. They have made all the difference. It's crazy. I don't have headaches anymore. I'm not squinting as much. And they're not even that much of a nuisance to wear. Um, I believe you can get them on Amazon and they're like 10 bucks. So they're 
fairly cheap to get on Amazon. They come in a couple days. You have them. No more headaches, at least for me. And everybody else that I know that has them loves them. So I would definitely recommend getting a pair, even if you're only doing distance learning for, at least for my school, we're, we're ending the semester. Um, so basically, we're, I'm going into my last week before winter break. Um, and then we are continuing distance learning until March. We hope, at least from my perspective and my point of view, I don't think we're going to go back to the hybrid model um but you know we'll see we'll see what happens I'm hoping for the best but I'm prepared for the worst I I'm sure a lot of you have like heard that and have adopted that same mentality especially during COVID when everything is changing um I'm gonna backtrack a little bit to the reason why I'm making this specific episode so I know practically nobody wants to talk about school and all those things before, but I felt like for the first episode, I want to kind of introduce this idea of connection and relatability because I feel like by sharing my experiences, I can show other people that we're not all alone. I feel like especially when everything is virtual, it's so hard to feel connected and to feel like we're all going through the same thing. But I think just like talking about it and communicating with it makes everyone feel so much more connected and like they're not alone. So I'm really hoping that even though this topic isn't in it isn't interesting at all. It's pretty much just like sharing my experiencing experiences and hoping that people feel the same and just I'm going to I feel like we'll all get more peace of mind seeing how we're not all alone and we're all procrastinating and we're all not and we all are struggling during distance learning. It's not an easy thing to go from the classroom where teachers are constantly giving you help and support when you have a question to I don't really want to talk to my teachers during office hours. At least that's what our school does. We do a lot of office hours. Um my school rather. It's really hard to go to a teacher and say, "Hey, I need help. I'm struggling. I have a question on this. I don't get it." And it's just hard. It's like you don't want to go up to the teacher and say I'm struggling because you feel even more alone. Because at least in my experience, office hours can be really awkward but really helpful at the same time. Um, yeah, it's great to get your question answered and to get more information on that topic or what you're struggling on or skills or tips or any of that. But... Sometimes it's just you and the teacher, which can get really awkward if you've like ended your question, at least for me. I'm sure other people have had, I've had great experiences with office hours, but some of the time it can be awkward. Just, I'm just going to put that out there because I have a feeling it's not just me <laughs> that feels like that. Or um, also to add on to the office hours thing, I I feel like a lot of people including me, are not afraid of going to office hours. They just, I guess you could say afraid. They are almost scared. They're nervous, um, whatever it may be. And they, that pushes students to say, I don't want to ask for help because what if it doesn't answer my question? What if it's super awkward? It's all those what ifs that constantly pushes this thought pattern that it's like okay 
It's going to be awkward. It's going to be horrible. It's not going to be a good experience. But at the end of the day, you're going to get your question answered and you're going to get more information about the topic. And I think that a lot of students, they just, and it's the same thing with uh, putting on your camera too. For me, at least in my classes, usually only between one and like four kids out of 25 to 35 kids have their cameras on and I think that that is also really hard not only for the teachers but for the students too I know that because at least for me I'm saying that a lot I just oh I don't even know how to like describe that it's like whatever that's not important um I feel like when students have when more students have their cameras on it helps us feel more connected like we're in a classroom and it almost like pushes that idea that we're not all so alone and I think that that's one of the things that's really hard again it's really hard to stay connected and I think that when students don't have their cameras on and it's just the teacher the teacher feels bad because he feels like he's teaching to he or she is teaching to just black screens and nothing and just teaching to nobody but when there's at least like two pe- two students that have their cameras on, it actually feels kind of like a class. And I think that students, when other students have their cameras on, it makes it feel more like a class as well. I don't know. I think that that's part of it too. But I think that it just connects people more. And I get it. I have sometimes where I'm just like, oh, don't want to put my camera on. This is horrible. Like... I just don't want to, but because it's either sometimes, which is I've found that when I have my camera off and the teacher is lecturing, I can actually focus more because I'm not worried about my appearance. That's one of the reasons why, and probably the main reason why I do not have my camera on sometimes in class. Also, a lot of students just don't have their camera on. They just don't, which that encourages other people students not have their cameras on so then the whole class doesn't end up having their cameras on it push I think it's that idea of it at least so I guess what I'm trying to say through that whole those set of anecdotes putting on cameras I kind of went on a tangent um out there is just try to put your camera on even if you don't want to just try to put your camera on I know that that is constantly preached at least at my school Put your camera on. It makes the the teachers and the students feel better. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. I'm just basically saying that even if it's just you and one other student and the teacher, just leave your camera on. I'm sure that you will feel better because the teacher feels better about it. At least for me. if you, um, Because teachers don't also feel so alone like they're teaching to like nothingness. I don't know. I I think that it's a, it's a sticky situation for sure. Okay. I want to kind of transition out of cameras because that's probably the most boring part of the podcast, to be honest, and something people can't, don't really relate to. I know I probably talked about that for a good four or five minutes. I'm so sorry. That was probably super boring. I uh, Yeah. Next topic is going to basically be about, I know that everyone... I know everyone has been struggling with during distance learning. And that is procrastination and not being motivated. At least for me, it has been so hard 
And I'm saying this because I'm just trying to express it in the best way. It has been so hard to stay motivated and to not procrastinate. So hard. And I'm doing this with the... um, I'm doing this because I'm very passionate about this, but the... If anybody knows, like, the Italian, like, duh, 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 those type of hands, both of my hands are in that thing. I'm just trying to, like, give a visual. I'm doing the, with both of my hands, the duh, 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 duh. I know that probably doesn't make sense, but those are the hands I'm doing to try to express my just utter, I don't even know how to explain it, my utter saying that I've procrastinated so much during distance learning I've become so unmotivated to do work because, to be honest, it's A, something that I'm not interested in because some of the classes I'm just like, I hate this and not interesting to me. How does this apply to my life? And B, I'm not doing it with a specific goal in mind. I'm just like, okay, I know I'm going to get a good, a completion grade, probably 100% on this assignment because most teachers, at least at my school, grade off of completion which is fine that's okay I'm okay with that but I think that what increases that procrastination is just we aren't motivated to do it it's just that and I think it especially during distance learning it is so hard to slack off because it's so easy to turn in assignments late so easy like teachers don't really care at least um, for some of my classes I can turn in assignments from all the way back in August, mid-August when I started school, to, to, I think, oh, what was it? I can, in one of my classes, I know, I can turn in assignments on, like, December 15th. And if, even if it's from, like, August 15th, I can still turn in on December 15th and get 100%. So I think that that is increasing procrastination because students are like okay there aren't really any repercussions if I turn stuff late teachers don't really care which is great I honestly really like having that flexibility because it just is like okay less stress of me being like but at the same time at least in my case um I tend to if I turn an assignment late and I keep pushing it off, and I keep pushing it off, and I keep pushing it off. I, as the time goes on, start to feel worse about myself. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but at least for me, if I turn something late, and I keep procrastinating on it, I just, my self-esteem with that assignment just goes, decreases so much. And I think that that, I don't really know why this happens, I think it's probably because I'm just like, why can't I do this? This is, like, stupid. I should be able to complete this assignment. Because in one case, I turned in an assignment, like, I think over a week late, a week and a half late. That was really bad, and I just felt so bad about myself for that assignment. Oh, my gosh. That's not important. Anyway, um, yeah, I... Yeah, it's procrastination at its best. If any if people if you know me like personally, like you know me pretty well, you know I procrastinate. It's like at this point it's everybody pretty much that I procrastinate. And I know that it's and I think and I know that it's not just me that procrastinates. I know it's other people. I think the best like procrastination 
not piece of advice, but like, I guess, or phrase or whatever you want to call it is actually by, who was it that said it? I think it was my mom actually. And she said something that has helped me with my procrastination so much. And this again, leans back to the idea of connection and staying connected. She said, and I quote, everyone procrastinates. This, that blew my mind. I was like, I thought it was just me because at least in my family, a lot of people, a lot of people in my family don't procrastinate. That's just like not a thing for a lot of people, at least in my in immediate family, they should don't really procrastinate. So I think that that makes you as a person, if everybody else around you doesn't procrastinate, because also my friends don't procrastinate either. It just makes you feel more alone. And you're like, how can, how am I still procrastinating on this stuff? This just seems so dumb to me. Everyone around and everyone else around me keeps doing it and just doesn't make sense to me. Like what? But I think that procrastination is so easy to hide and it's so alienating because even if you see someone that turns in assignments all on time and they're doing really well and they look super successful behind the scenes, they're totally procrastinating. They are starting assignments an hour before they're due, finishing them right before the deadline at the last minute. And then you see that as super successful, but really they're doing something that everybody else does. And I think that that is, again, what makes it so alienating. And you just feel alone with procrastination because it's, uh, again, it's easy to hide it. Um, so I think that that is all I'm going to say about procrastination because I'm going to have another episode completely dedicated to procrastination because I know this is a deeper topic that on the podcast we can totally get into more and I feel like it can help people so much to just know that everyone else procrastinates. So just look for that in the near future. I promise there will be a dedicated episode for procrastination. Okay, moving on. The I think that for the last, I guess, subtopic of the podcast for this episode, I think is going to be, and I know it's going to be, mental health, especially during distance learning, because distance learning, because mental health, um, it goes in and it affects so many other areas of your life. And there are so many things and factors that can cause you to have bad mental health especially during this time of COVID when you can't really see people all that much. Um, it's almost like a snowball effect. You have something that makes your mental health worse and your mental health allows other areas of your life to become worse or not as healthy. And it just gets into a bigger fo- problem. It's cyclical. It's a cycle. It's something causes mental health to be bad. Mental health causes the same thing to be bad, which causes other things to be bad, which again, it's cyclical. Like I said, so at least for me, my mental health definitely comes in waves, especially during online school, because there are some points when I'm feeling really good. I'm like, yes, I'm on top of it. I can complete these assignments. I'm being super successful. I'm actually learning things, which is rare, especially during distance learning. If you know, you know, (laughs) 
So I'm learning things. I'm super on top of it. I'm doing well. But then there are other times when my mental health just plummets. I'm like, I'm not getting this. I can't do it. I feel like I'm not smart because I can't do it, which that is definitely a common thought pattern, I guess, that I have. Um, I don't know if everybody, anybody else has this thought pattern. I definitely do. And it's, if I can't do something or something is hard, I automatically feel like I'm unintelligent. And that has definitely come out in distance learning because it's, things can be hard. Teaching yourself can be hard, which definitely affects your mental health. Because again, plummeting mental health, I just don't feel good. I'm not getting it. Um, and then I slowly start to get it more and more, and then my mental health is good, and I'm in a good place, and I'm feeling good about myself, at least somewhat, and I'm like, I'm, I'm at a good place. It comes in waves. Um, yeah, and I think that mental health, it's not linear, and it's not like linear growth. It's definitely waves, and it goes all over the place. It's, I, at least in my experience, my mental health has never been a super linear and constant thing. And that has definitely, I feel like I've made that realization over distance learning because education can totally affect your mental health. It has for me for years. And I think that one of the things that has made distance learning not as stressful as seeing is reprioritizing things in my life. I and one of my other friends Izzy Pfeiffer, we both talked about this. We have this attitude towards school in general. Shout out Izzy. Um, is we like to think of it in terms of investing. You're going to invest in things that are going to have long-term results. So for me, my big like investments, I guess, are things like relationships and friends and like doing good things for my mental health and my my body and like Doing things going to make me feel good in the long term. And yes, school is one of those things that if I'm learning it, I'm feeling good. I want to invest in that. But it's not, it is a priority, but I'm not prioritizing it and giving it the power to stress me out. I'm just saying, look, yes, it's important because it's good if I do well. But if I don't do well, like let's say I get a B, which I know this seems ridiculous, but I'm the person where I kind of feel bad about myself I get a B um I've always kind of been that way um I'm took the power away I'm like okay if I get a B it's not the end of the universe it's not the end of the universe the world does not come the world does not come crashing down I am okay if I get a bad grade on a test a class um an assignment it is okay because and I say this a lot just school. Yes, it is important, but I'm not stressing myself out anymore, which has definitely made school less stressful. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, I challenge you to make that to reprioritize school, specifically assignments. I shouldn't say reprioritize school because there's that idea that's pushed around college is not for not for everybody and yes I believe in that college is not for everybody if you don't want to go to college that's fine but at least for people that want to go to college school is should be not a top priority but a priority and I think that by taking the power away from specific assignments to make them seem like it defines you is one of the best things you can do to de-stress and 
improve your mental health around school because you are not focusing on specific assignments and stressing yourself out more again which adds which in, which makes you procrastinate less because you're not giving it the power to define you or affect you because if it's almost like taking fear away I guess you could say you are basically saying to yourself it's okay you're it's okay you're doing the best you can this is a really bad situation you're basically teaching yourself a lot of new stuff that the teacher would be teaching you normally it's okay give yourself a pat on the back give yourself a pat on the back sometimes you know i guess what i'm trying to say is that failure is a part of life and even though failure i think can mean different things to people i think that mental health and distance learning um are very connected and by rethinking the way that you prioritize assignments and distance learning helps your mental health in school so much because you're not you're not focusing on the little things that in the end don't really matter you know it's that um it's that idea of investment so i think that is where i'm going to end the podcast for today if you have any questions or want to talk about this idea more, have any suggestions for later episodes, I have the Instagram. It is all lowercase, open-ended pod, no punctuation marks, underscores, anything like that. Um, yeah, we can, de- I, for this podcast at least, I want to continue these conversations. It's open-ended, like the, like the title says, um. Yeah, so that is the end of this episode. Again, episodes come out every Saturday. And I'm pretty sure next episode is going to be a Q&A. So if you want to follow the Instagram account, that would be great. I'm going to be um, having it set up where you can just type in questions for me and... I'm just so excited to continue this journey and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye-bye.